0: Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Uh, my name is Jong Zhou, and I'm a new minister of this center who is assigned from this year. but uh, as she introduced myself, and I already uh, served in this center for three years in the past, as a facility manager and a minister. So I'm new but kind of a new, but not really a new one. Anyway, I'm happy to be back. And my topic today is timely Sun and Placeless Sun. And sun means meditation. And it is a phonetic Korean translation of the Chinese word meditation. So the praise, praise of timely Sun and Placeless Placeless Sun can be interpreted as practicing meditation anytime and anywhere. So I interpreted it like that. So this contains very core teaching of one Buddhism. Also, I think that the chapter of Timeless Sun and Placeless Sun in our scripture reveals the identity of one Buddhism as a modernized Buddhism which differentiate one Buddhism from the traditional Buddhism. I would like to unfold my talk with an experience and a thought I gained from that experience in the past. As I told you in the beginning, I used to serve as a facility manager in the center so I maintained some machines and generators and kind of geothermal heat pumps and so on. At that time, especially I was very interested in our center's electric power consuming. When I came to the center the very first time about seven years ago, I realized that the center was u- using huge amount of electric power. It was like average 11,000 kilowatt per hour per month. So I felt some kind of uncomfortable feeling and doubt. So why we were using so much energy while ministers living on the site were trying, trying their best to save some energy? So why Is there, why we are uh, paying for huge uh, electric and utility bills? I doubt about it. And I tried to figure out the reason so seriously. So I was like digging in the research. So I was doing like that. And one day a minister suggested me like this. So we should turn off the light pole outside one hour earlier so that we can save some energy from it. So I was appreciated that suggestion, but I thought like that was not satisfying to be, to be a part of my plan because in my calculation, it would save just less than 1% of energy consumption So I wanted to get some kind of big chunk of it. So instead, what I was suspicious about was um, we had a walk-in freezer in the basement of the kitchen. So in my guess and calculation, that walk-in freezer itself, it alone consumed about like 25% to 30% of the whole consumption of the center. But you know what? The freezer was being used. I couldn't tell that. Let's stop operating it for one month because you know every freeze food will be uh, discarded in then. But at that time, I was just suspicious about it. But at a sudden moment, I think it's fortunate, but <laughs> it was suddenly broken. So. I swear I didn't do nothing about it on it. But one day it's broken, so I persuaded the minister that it's broken, so we need to get on big size domestic freezers and see how it goes. And I persuaded them. And from the next month, we could save about 25% of the energy consumption for the electric bills. So you can... You know, just forget about this story. What I'm trying to tell is that when we want to achieve something, we need to set a clear goal and figure out the most effective method to attain it. The same is true in our practice. So we, we meditate. We practice meditation. But before we just meditate, we need to think about the reason why we practice meditation and what really the goal of your practice is so i would like to ask a question to you all why do you practice freedom freedom <laughs> freedom yeah that that can be an answer and in other words like what is the reason that you just gave up spending time with your family in the Sunday morning, but instead you attended this dharma service, and what you want from it. The answer might be various, like to calm your mind, or to look for some peace of mind, and meeting some nice and warm-hearted people, and there is no right or wrong answer, but about this question, I think you should have your own answer about it. And Master Sote-san, our founding master, clearly answers and tells us the purpose of practicing meditation. <clears throat> in the scripture and in the chapter of Timeless Sun and Placeless Sun, he explained the definition of what meditation is, he said. Sun is the practice that leads to the achievement of freedom of mind through gaining awakening to one's own nature, which is originally free from discrimination and attachment. His definition about Sun is very clear. Let me repeat it. Sun is the practice that leads to the achievement of freedom of mind through gaining awakening to one's own nature, which is originally free from discrimination or attachment. He said the purpose of meditation practice is to achieve freedom of mind. I believe everyone sitting in this place wishes to attain that status of mind. I think peace of mind or tranquility of mind and all other different expressions are to explain the same words, the freedom of mind. When we attain to it, there is a peace and tranquility and wisdom in it then a question arises then, how can we attain to freedom of mind? How can we attain to the freedom of mind? But in the same chapter, he also answers about that question. He said, when the six sense organs are free from activity, remove, distracted thought, and nurture the one mind, and when the sixth sense organs are involved in activity, remove the wrong and nurture the right. So he explains about the meditation practice in both rest and in action. So when the sixth sense organs are free from activity, remove distracting thought. And when the six sense organs are involved in activity, remove the wrong and nurture the right. So to understand this sentence, so we need to know, first understand what the sixth sense organ is. So what are the sixth sense organs? We just chanted in the heart straw. Yes, they are eyes, ears, nose, tongue, body, and mind consciousness. So through those six sense organs, we watch, listen, and smell, taste, touch, and perceive. So through those, those sense organs, we are able to receive every kind of sensations and information from outside external world. So the words, when the six sense organs are free from activities, means that, when we are not so engaged with this external world. I would like to interpret it that, that way. That kind of moment is like, for example, it is a very early morning or late night, or we sit on the cushion and meditate. And that kind of a situation is an example of a time when sixth sense organs are free from activities. And that kind of a time, Mr. Sotasan said, we need to remove distracting thoughts and nurture the one mind. So here the meaning of one mind is different from the single mindfulness or concentration. It is a little tricky translation between Korean and English, but in this context, it means nurturing one mind means Recovering and revealing our true nature. Which is, in which there is no discrimination or attachment. So nurturing one mind means uh, nurturing the status mind where there is no attachment or discrimination. So at that kind of time, uh, we need to minimize uh, minimize using the six sense organs. Like I would say, we can barely turn them on. So in our daily life, we use our six sense organs. But when our uh, six sense organs are not engaged with external world at that kind of time, we need we need to minimize using those sense organs. This kind of practice includes like sitting meditation, or chanting. So we let go of every distracting thought and just focus on our voice or breathing. For example, I used to fill up some wood logs, wood logs for the wood boiler in the winter time. So after filling up the furnace, I... That's my, that was my most happy time, you know. I used to sit by the furnace and watch the flame for 20 minutes, for 30 minutes without having any distracting thought and letting go of all wandering thought. That was kind of a moment of meditation for me. And then like this, when you, are, when you understand this theory and when you are able to let go of all distracting thought, then what happens in your mind? When you let go of every distracting thought, then what will happen in your mind? The calm and the peaceful and empty mind will be nurtured. So understanding and experiencing this state of mind is very important in Buddh- Buddhist practice. So we just chanted in the Heart Strah, and the major part of that chanting tries to explain that state of mind. In Heart Strah it says, when every distracting thought goes away, then that state of mind is like, it says, No eyes, no ears, no nose, no tongue, no body, no mind consciousness. And also, no form, no sound, no smell, no taste, no touch, and no object of mind. And no sensations, no perceptions, no impulses, no consciousness. So it describes that state of mind in various different expressions, but All the different words try to describe the same state of mind, which is empty, and in which there is no discrimination and attachment. About this state of mind, Master Sotasan called it the one mind in the chapter of Timeless Sun and Placeless Sun. So when you are able to let go of all distracting thought, then you will actually experience it in your mind. So when you are able to do it, you will experience the content of a heart strike in your mind. So let's go back to the sentence. So when the sixth sense organs are free from activity, remove distracted thoughts and nurture the one mind, and the six sense organs are involved in activity, remove the wrong and nurture the right. So in this sentence, the first half of the sentence is about practicing meditation in the rest or stillness. And this part is what we already know and understanding. And we just practice it. That's one method of meditation practice, which is, Practicing in rest or stillness. And now let's move on to the other half of the sentence. It says, When the sixth sense organs are involved in activity, remove the wrong and nurture the right. So, when the sixth sense organs are involved in activity, remove the wrong and nurture the right. I think this is the most important part, and it is also the core of my Dharma talk today, and even this part contains the identity of one Buddhist practice as modernized Buddhism, when the six-sense organs are involved in activity, remove the wrong, and nurture the right. Mr. Sotasan explains us about this practice, and he said, This practice may seem extremely difficult, but if only we come to understand in detail, then even a farmer tilling the ground can practice sun, a carpenter holding a hammer, and an officer doing an administrative matter can practice sun. And we can practice sun even while going about or staying at home. Why be bothered to choose a specific place and talk about action or rest, he said in the chapter. So he gave us some examples of people whose, whose six-sense organs are involved in activity, activities, like a farmer, a carpenter, and an officer. And they're just examples. What he tries to explain was that if only we come to understand how to practice it, then we can practice sun even we are in action. So we can practice sun meditation not only sitting on the cushion, but also when we are engaged with the external world in action. And he kindly told us how to do it. He said, remove the wrong and nurture the right. So at this point, you might have a question, then what is the wrong and what is the right? In this context, the standard of distinguishing the wrong and the right is that whether your action was based on the one mind you nurtured or whether you acted by your discriminating thought or attachment. So we studied about the practicing sun meditation in both rest and action. And I think if practice sun in rest or stillness is a basic method and then practicing in action is an extension and application of that basic practice. For example, imagine that there is a hunter a beginner hunter, and when he first practices, he shoots an arrow to a standing and unmoving target. A hunter, when he practices the first time, he will shoot an arrows to the standing and unmoving target, and when he becomes good at hitting the center of a standing target, then he will practice shooting on moving target, right? It's so an unmoving target, and the moving target. And when he's able to hit the moving target, then he will go outside and he can actually hunt animals. So the hunter can never hit a running animal if he's not able to hit a standing target. So it requires the basic skills first, and then he can some application from it. I think the practice is the same. So first, we need to know how to let go of distracting thought in our mind. So when you know how to do it, just simply apply it, apply that method while you are in action. So first, you need to you need to know how to let go of the distracting thought while you are not engaged in this world, external world. When you are able to do it, you can apply that method, method in your action. So then what really matters is how to deal with distracting thought at rest like when we practice meditation, the wandering thought arises. It keeps coming, they keep coming. Then how to deal with it? That's very basic and core we need to solve, resolve. In my case, when distracting thoughts arise, uh, I try to go back to focusing on my breathing. So no matter what kind of mind arises, just I go back to my breathing, is the method is very simple. It's like an automa- automatic. We should do it automatic. When distracting tracking arise, just to go back to breathing or go back to p- focusing on your dungeon. It's simple. But simple doesn't mean easy. They are not the same meaning. Simple and easy are not the same meaning. It's simple, but it's really hard. But if you keep practicing, then sooner or later you will understand and experience the state of mind in which there is no discrimination and attachment. Then you will understand what the Buddha try, tries to describe in the heart Sutra. So, once you experience that state of mind, anytime and anywhere, you can remind yourself that state of mind and nurture it. And that is the most effective way of sound practice that Mr. Sote-san was so sure about is effectiveness. So, I would like to compare it to an different levels of convenience between using using a landline telephone and using a cell phone. So if we sit on a cushion and practice, if it is like using a landline telephone, if we can practice anywhere and anytime, it is like we are using a cell phone. So think about the difference in in terms of convenience, how big it is. So for me in my daily life there are several moments in which uh, I like to look into my mind and re- mind and reflect myself that's a moment of meditation in my daily life for example in the meal time my mind wanders around a lot and at a sudden moment I realize that I didn't even recognize what kind of food I was chewing. So even though the food is in my mouth and I'm chewing it, but I don't recognize what the food is. It really happens. So at that kind of moment, I try to bring my consciousness into my present moment and try to stay in the moment. And that is a way of practicing meditation in action. By focusing on the present moment and in that method, I can let go of all wandering and distracting thought. So every event or moment happening in my life can be a, a chance of practice. For example, uh, since I came to the center in the beginning of this January, so I happened to take Charge in a car maintenance. And then I realized that our minivan's brakes are almost worn out. So I ordered some new parts online without hesitation, thinking that I could save several hundred dollars for the center if, if I replace that parts by myself. Because I always did the maintenance job for my own private vehicle. And I have experience of replacing the rotors and the brakes. It was not a big deal for me. And most importantly, even after doing that, I did that myself, I'm still alive, you know? It worked. So I thought I know how to do the job. However, soon I realized that I didn't follow the right procedures for the work. First, I needed to report it to the minister who is in charge of the finance. So though it was late, but I reported it to the minister who is in charge of the finance, who is now visiting in South Korea, and then he told me back. He said, like, it is a public car, so we need to consider safety first, then saving money. So at that moment, I totally agreed with him, and at the same time, I realized that when I made decision, like ordering some part online, My mind was already attached to the idea and some attachment and notion that I'm handy enough to do the job and could save some money from it. I was attached to that ideas. But after the minister's comment, that was the moment of realization that I was away from my true nature. So, next time, when I make another decision, I will reflect and ask myself that if there is something that I'm attached to. This kind of event in my life awakens me moment by moment, by moment, and it makes me look back if I'm keeping the one mind in which, There is no discrimination or attachment. And those kind of moments are precious to me because it is the moment of practicing Timeless Sun and Placeless Sun. So today I shared the method of uh, Timeless Sun and Placeless Sun and hope you enjoyed it and we can practice it together. Thank you.